Hello, you lovely lot. I wanted to take a moment to share an exciting announcement with you all. I will be doing a live show for Happy Mum, Happy Baby at the podcast show in London on the 22nd of May. This will be a live episode of this very podcast featuring me and a very special soon-to-be-announced guest. Get ready for a candid conversation, unfiltered truths, laughs, invaluable non-judgmental advice and lived experiences. Dive into the complexities of parenting while juggling work, relationships and personal growth and we'll be talking beyond the baby years. As well as the live episode, the show will also include a Q&A with both me and my guest. Tickets go on sale this Friday the 26th of April at 10am, but anyone who is part of the Happy Mum, Happy Baby newsletter will be getting early access to tickets on Wednesday the 24th of April at 10am. To sign up to the newsletter and for more information about the event, please head to happymumhappybaby.com forward slash events. I can't wait to see you there. Millions of people have lost weight with personalised plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, and welcome to Happy Mum, Happy Baby, the podcast. Now, as promised, I'm here to bring you a brand new series of Parenting SOS. In these episodes, I'll be diving into specific issues with a range of professionals and getting your most asked questions answered. Now, I am sure you're all too familiar with the January blues. This time of year can feel difficult, overwhelming, and let's face it, absolutely freezing cold. The shine and shimmer of Christmas has well and truly left the building. So what can parents do to take care of themselves and their children? Well, Parent Mental Health Day, an annual event which is here to raise awareness, is this Saturday, the 27th of January. All this week, there will be webinars, workshops and masterclasses happening up and down the country. So I strongly recommend you find out what's going on in your local area. And if you can't make any of those, well, don't worry, because Happy Mum, Happy Baby has got your back. My guests this week are both parents who understand the importance of prioritising our mental well-being. Emma Motherwell, the best name for someone who works within this space, I would say. Emma Motherwell is a local campaigns manager for the NSPCC. She works with parents, professionals and young people. And the actress, Tania Miller, who is simply a gem in the world of television. You'll know her face from Netflix, Sets Education, Years and Years on BBC One and The Peripheral on Amazon Prime. Tania is also a campaigns ambassador for the NSPCC, a charity that's close to her heart. Emma and Tania, welcome to Happy Mum, Happy Baby. Thank you. It's an absolute pleasure. So how, how are you both? Are you both well? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm good, um, pottering along, literally pottering along. Uh, but no, really good. Tania, your children are all grown up now, aren't they? Oh yeah, yeah, they're they're like you know they're adults now, and you know maybe in the next few years we'll start to have their own kids. Who knows? <laughs> and I'll be like grandmama. <laughs> <laughs> 
But I guess that means you've kind of gone through loads of different stages as well to get to this yeah. point. And you're still at a different point in, in parenting. Absolutely. I think you, 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 it doesn't stop. Yeah. Um, you're always going to be a mother. You know, you're always going to be some sort of parent. You think it stops and it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> someone once said to me on the podcast actually what, what happens is your kids get bigger the problems get bigger you know it's no longer like what we might class as smaller things that we can kind of fix as parents it's it's the bigger things that actually take take a lot more to kind of navigate and find out how you can help your way help them help their way through things yeah but there's also saying that you know they um they get to a stage where they can start to also help you they help you with things I, I'm able to lean on them if I, if I wish to, which is a really beautiful thing. And you see the child stepping into the role of the parent. Yeah. Absolutely. Educating them. Like, you know, which is really nice. It's really good. We don't yeah. say that anymore. Oh, don't we, darling? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, mine are 8 and it's 11, so, so, so I've not true. quite got to that stage yet, but... Oh, it's, it's coming. 11, ooh, ooh, it's coming. Yeah. To be fair, mine they can Mine are 9, 7 them. and 5. Mm-hmm. And I already feel like they're teaching me things. Yeah, I suppose they do to some extent around, yeah, particular things, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Emma, what does Parent Mental Health Day mean to you? I think it's just really an opportunity to kind of have the conversations, shine the light around parental mental health because issues affecting parents will then affect the kids as well don't they? And it, it can be really hard for people to have the confidence to talk about it, to kind of discuss some of the struggles and the challenges, but also celebrate some of the ways that actually we can get support and help and make sure everyone can do that, really, um, so that people feel that they're not alone. Um, you know, as parents, yeah. we're all juggling so many things, aren't we? Um, lots of struggles and lots of challenges. And I think it's that kind of collective approach to say, hey, come on, let's, you know, Let's realise we're all doing this and and how can we make yeah. sure we get the support for ourselves and our children that we need, really. It feels like a massive shift for the NSPCC because growing up, for me, it was a charity that was all about child safety predominantly. So to actually to have them including well, you, including parents within that now, it does feel like there's a shift in kind of going, actually, we need everyone to be a part of this. And to and if we, like you say, if we support the parents, then we in turn support the child. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, the, the impacts of, of struggling with different areas around your mental health will be different for everyone, but it can make it hard for some parents to provide the, you know, the safe, the loving environments that they, that their children might need, um, or if they're isolated and not getting the kind of support that they need, then that in turn will impact, impact the child. So, uh, you know, we always put in children first, that's what we're about, but it's all those people around a child that play the part in their lives and, and keeping them safe and well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I know all the webinars and everything are happening this week, but le- next week, the NSPCC are launching something very interesting, new and exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about that? We are, yeah. So we have brought together a really comprehensive range of advice for, for parents. So it's tackling all those different challenges that we're, we're all facing, like everything from dealing with tantrums to having tricky conversations um, uh, around online safety, lots of different areas, all those areas around parenting that 
it might just be helpful for parents to be able to dip into, get a bit of support, get a bit of advice uh, to, to be able to think about how they best want to manage that for, for their own family. So we're really excited to kind of pull that all together for parents uh, and make sure it's all there for them to access when they need it, really. Well, it's called the NSPCC Online Parenting Advice Pages. That's right, yeah. That literally is it's going to say <laughs> what it says on the tin. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Advice, support. Um, and we also obviously have uh, the NSPCC helpline that's there for advice and support as well. If you want to speak to somebody about any concerns or, or worries relating to a child or just get a bit of advice yeah. um, to speak to someone as well. Yeah. Yeah. Tania, how did you get involved with the charity in this campaign? Well, I mean, like you say, the NSPCC have been around for, for forever and a day. So you've always known about them um, growing up. And yeah, it has changed actually. So I always predominantly thought that it was um, the safeguarding of children, but just for children. It was children that accessed that service, uh, I suppose, to parents. When they approached me, and I thought this is brilliant because, you know, one thing I find that's missing from Western culture is this sense of a village raising a child. Um, you know, you can't tell anybody else's child off. You can't, you can't reprimand. You can't talk to anyone else's child. Like, you know, this feels very insular and enclosed and very like nuclear family. And traditionally, from African and Caribbean cultures, we don't have that. And I still don't have that. If I see some children misbehaving or 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 not, I want to be able to go and approach them and talk to them <laughs> with love. Doesn't yeah. matter that they came from my body or somebody else's. It makes zero zero difference. So when it, they talk to me about this campaign which looks at parenting, it was music to my ears. It, it sings to me on, on so many so many levels um, because it does take a community. And so, so having an organisation like the NSPCC for people from all different cultures and backgrounds and working classes or whatever um, to access, uh, I think is tremendously important, especially when all you're thinking about doing is living day to day or hand to mouth right mm. and so it's hard to think about what are the challenges here why can't I cope what is going wrong when you're literally just trying to exist and, and, and get by yeah yeah it's really important yeah absolutely absolutely um Emma how long have you been at the NSPCC and what does your work entail so I've been with NSPCC just under nine years now um, wow. And yeah, I have a really, really privileged job because my job is all about direct work in local communities. So where we were talking about, you know, everyone being able to access this kind of support and information, that is really what it's all about. So I work with parents, uh, I work with professionals who support families as well um, to give them just a access to the advice and information they need around all aspects of keeping children safe so some of that is around uh, different aspects of, of parenting and those challenges that we've just been talking about another mm. side of it is is making sure professionals have got the tools and resources to be able to support those parents as well and we have a, like a really great opportunity to work with so many different communities organizations that are supporting loads of different uh groups and yeah it, it's just a fantastic thing to see the difference you can make for parents when they realize oh, I can do this I've got this I've got the support I need um and I can you know I, I can build the confidence to do the things I need to do do you think part of it is also time you know we're all busy we're all kind of darting from place to place and we don't really have that 
time to sit down and go, right, I really want to think about online safety. Because usually, a lot of the time, we're kind of grabbing bits of information from different places. It's all a bit confusing. So then you can feel a little bit overwhelmed. Whereas if you sit down in a room and actually open up that conversation with other people who vocalizing how you might be feeling, but you haven't allowed yourself the time to think through that process, you know, being able to sit with people or, or online, you know, and talk through, give that bit, a bit more space, that's only going to be beneficial. Yeah, definitely. And we see, we see that from the work that I do to the, the more intense therapeutic services that we provide in terms of that time and space to, to come together, to share those thoughts and experiences mm. And also get the support and advice. Absolutely. Um, and that goes across loads of areas of life, doesn't it? When you're able to give yourself just that bit of time and space, um, you feel more yeah. equipped and you feel more confident. Mm. Can I ask a question? <laughs> Actually, I was, yes. we, we talked about time and, and time is a luxury for a lot of people. I know I'm, I am time poor at the moment, a lot, a lot of it, but it, it's filled with great, wonderful things. Whereas when my children were small, I remember I was I went to drama school and they were both under the age of five at the time um I worked three jobs I would shop at Tesco's at 3 a.m in the morning because it was literally the only time that I could do the shopping and be a parent and be a student and work to to fit it all in so I wonder how do you reach my younger me of being a single parent of having two kids of having two kids two jobs and a full-time student how do you reach somebody like me who's working class who I mean I'm not anymore because I have a job blah, blah, but the, uh, roots wise that's that was my setup how do how does the NSPCC reach me or how does someone like me access the the services that you provide so that that's where my job really comes in so it's about kind of reaching people where they are where they're at and not expecting them to come to us so that's why we work within the local community. So it might be kind of accessing uh, groups that they're already part of, organisations they're already linked to uh, via schools. Um, so it's not about getting parents to give more time. It's about how do we use the time that they might have those contact points and we can reach them during, you know, through that way, um, as well as obviously having all the stuff online so people can access it whenever whenever they want to but directly it's it's making sure we we're where they are and we can get that advice that way yeah Tania, I, I wonder hearing about the services and things now does it make you reflect on all those different pressures that would have been on you back then being a young mum being at drama school which is a massive pressure in itself having those jobs to be able to fund that you know does it make you look back at that young woman and do, does it make you go how did I do it does it oh, make you oh god I don't know how I mean I think about it now that I'm tired just thinking about it <laughs> <laughs> the, the great thing is I mean I'm glad I did I'm glad that I had children when I did because I think if I'd left it a bit later I, I might have been too I might have been too sensible about it go, oh no 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 because of the little why that needs to be in place and and honestly, I don't think there is ever a perfect time to have children. It might be a good time to have kids, but there might never think there's ever a perfect time to have kids. So it is important to find five minutes to take a breath because those five minutes will pay off in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. Do you both um, think you have paid any attention to your parental mental health over the years? And is it something that you've looked at more in recent years or just kind of 
not focused on it at all? Not when they were younger. There was no... They, they... There's no chat about it back then, really. I, I, well, when I was a child and, and two, I was just trying to eat. Do you know what I mean? Like, I was, mm-hmm. I was just trying to get through each day and hope to pray that I got an audition and when I got an audition, then the lines and, and, and just eat <laughs> and, and try to make sure they were happy. And, and even now, I just, I don't know, I'm sure many parents like this, but it often feels like one is waiting to exhale. Yeah. That exhale is, are you happy? Are you safe? I still haven't exhaled. Really? Are they still living at home? One is. One is living at home. One's moved out. Um, I haven't excelled. And I don't know if that's... That's probably more about me because they're adults and, and they have their own journey now, right? Yeah. And so it's about now me letting go. You can let go. You can you can excel. And I'm not ready yet. <laughs> as women as well, I think, you know, um, living in this patriarchy that we are expected to do multiple things and we're always making sure everybody else is okay. So we're managing motherhood. We're managing our own careers. We're managing um, our relationships as well. Well, it's that thing, isn't it? The pressures of motherhood and everything else that we carry has remained the same. But yeah. now we are, most of us are working full time as well. But yeah. that stuff hasn't waned. Yeah. That's still as it was. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But now there's just so much more to, to take on. Mate, I used to go to uh, work for a break. I was like, oh, holiday, <laughs> I'm going to work. Yes. <laughs> That's how I feel like though, being on stage, because you can't think of anything else other than what you are doing in that moment. So everything else kind of falls away. Just for a moment, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I ask you the top three most asked questions, Emma. The, 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 you've sent these in, so you should know the answers, yeah. all right? <laughs> so that's what they're... <laughs> so how do I keep my child safe in terms of what they see and who they are in contact with online? I'm not going to lie, this is a massive area for me that before the kids started using the iPads, which are, we always said they only work on flights. 
that that was our rule. They only they don't actually work any other time. Then COVID came along, and all of the classes were on an iPad or on a screen. So all of a sudden, oh no, this whole new world popped up. And um, yeah, I think it can be scary to be honest, Emma. It really is scary for parents, and it's it's one of those things that again changes depending on the age of the child, obviously, but. Parents often are asking me, so those with younger children who are starting to use tech for the first time are thinking about, okay, how can I keep it as safe as possible in terms of what they're going to see and how they interact with people? So things like parental controls or family-friendly browsers, you know, supporting them to do the tech bits of it. But then equally important is the conversations. So where online comes into the, the equation we sometimes forget that it's the same kind of parenting advice that we want to give in all aspects. And actually, you know, we, we do that as parents all the time. So it's the supporting those little and often conversations to be positive about a lot of the benefits of online. And it's not a them and us, is it? We're all using online all the time for many aspects of our lives. Um, so we can't kind of then come down on our children and and, and talk only about the negative stuff, which can we can be quite yeah. guilty of as parents. We only think about online when we're thinking about confiscating a device or screen time or, or something like that. But as much as we can frame positive conversations regularly, then we start to have those open conversations about what they like doing online and then how you can keep them safe, really. And then as they get a bit older and they start to get mobile phones and they start to um, use online a lot more independently, then we start to explore more things about online relationships and, you know, how you can be careful on what you share with other people and navigating those WhatsApp groups that will come into play as they go into secondary school and, and things like that. I didn't allow my children to have Playstations and Game Boys and stuff. I was like, there's a desktop and we'll play educational games only. <laughs> and that will be it. And there's a piano. Um, he recently said to me, yo, mum, like, oh, you should have let me play, you should let me have that PSC too, you know, because, <laughs> like, what I would know now. So he's taught himself to code and, you know, he's, like, really tech savvy, but he was like, I could have been way ahead, way, way ahead. So it's like... It's so true, though, isn't it? It's yeah. that thing of actually, by not letting them dive into that world at all, are we actually holding them back? Absolutely. In terms of certain skills and things like that they could be picking up. Exactly. So not all online time is, is negative, is it? The, you know, it's, it's not no. just about the time. It's how you're using it, how you're spending it and what you get out of it, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, long gone are the days where we just used to write on a piece of paper and, you know, fold up notes and send them <laughs> yeah. across the room to each other. <laughs> um, next question. How can I support my child on topics I don't feel well informed on? So whether it's talking about online or whether it's talking about other things, the key things that we want to do as a parent is keep our children safe, that they know how to handle themselves, you know where they're going, and they have the support to know that they can always talk to you if anything goes wrong they're not going to get in trouble you know stuff happens and you'll be there to support them and like I said before having those little and often conversations you mm. know you know not feeling like we've got to become an expert in everything because we're not um and we can't become an expert in everything but giving those conversations are almost as much about listening as they are talking you know, it's the chance for you, for your child to hold that space with you and using that as a way to kind of, um, I guess, learn from them and let them have the space to talk is, is a really key thing of it. Yeah. 
Uh, the next question was, how do I recognise the signs that my child is struggling? Yeah, so, I mean, we talk about a lot about supporting our children, but parents often ask, OK, but how, you know, what if they don't speak to me? How might I know that something's not quite right? Again, all children are different, so it will vary. But one of the key things is is kind of sudden or unexplained changes in your child's behaviour. Parents know their children better than anyone else. So it's where you can't kind of attribute to this kind of change in behaviour to something that, that you can understand. So that will look different for different children. So you might have a really outgoing, loud child that suddenly becomes a little bit more quiet uh, and secretive and, and recluse. Or you might have the complete opposite, some a child that is normally quite quiet but suddenly gaining a lot of confidence and getting a little bit more um, outgoing for cert- around certain things. So what is the reason for that change? There's normally something that causes a change in behaviour and if you can't attribute it to something then it's probably worth trying to you know look a little bit more into it and and see what might be going on for that child and that's where we go back to those kind of conversations to try and start exploring that with them. Yeah Um, we asked the happy mum happy baby community for some questions for you Um, and one person has asked how do I cope with consistent burnout I mean, it's the juggling, isn't it? It's the juggling that we all do and the, the pressures that are coming at us from all sides. So I get, how, how does someone cope with burnout that's affecting them and thinking about how it's filtering through the family? And there, are, there are ways that ideally we can cope with burnout and we can um, you know, support our own mental health and these will be harder at some situ you know in some cases and easier in others depending on you know the the situation that the parents in but keeping in touch with people that can support you is really really important so whether that's family or friends if if there's a way to have that network and have that conversation with people around you to just kind of offload or or take the support or take the help that's offered you is is really key it might be you know writing taking the opportunity to write down your feelings maybe doing a bit of a journal if if you can to just again that kind of offloading with the burnout can happen with the exhaustion of juggling all these Mm. things and they're all being the mental load isn't it we talk a lot about that mental load don't we um so whether you know for some people journaling or or writing that down and getting it out might be a, a really good thing to do it might be possible if you can't kind of get time out. We talked about the challenges of trying to get time out, you know, doing things like, you know, is there like a little mini zone in your house that you can just kind of take a, a little bit of time on or, or you or where, you know, your children are still nearby, but it's a little bit of space for you to just have to just regroup it a little bit when when possible. And keeping, I guess, keeping on, t- on top of things about how you, like manage how much information you're taking in as well, like like news feeds and current and current mm. news, because that can that can be quite overwhelming, um, can't it? So thinking about you know, are, how are you managing that so you're not kind of getting overwhelmed with all the news and information that that you're taking in, like taking breaks or putting things on snooze and and things like that. It will really differ for for different people, I guess. Yeah, I mean, I didn't do it so much when they were younger, but. Um, I think 
practicing meditation as a family together. Mm. So saying, and if you if you teach your child as you are learning as well, like I never mm. pretended to my children that I had all the answers. Like I don't know, because I never wanted them to be disappointed when they got older. You know, that stage you're like, oh, you're not a superhero, mum. Oh, I'm so like that gut wrenching pain of recognizing your oh, parent is actually a human. So I told them from the very beginning, I don't have the answers. But what I didn't do with them when they're very young, and I wish I did, is to meditate with them for like a minute or two minutes so that then when they're old as well and they're in their teens, they also have the access to go back and sit, whether it's a walking meditation or it's a sitting meditation in, you know, in prayer stance or whatever. But, um, and that way everyone gets to center themselves. And they can then, as they get older, respect that, okay, mommy's having a meditation. I love that. But it's also, that's learning a skill that's for everyone, isn't it? So yeah, everyone can get yeah, involved, yeah. but really, really, it's all good for everyone, but really, mama needs it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Someone has asked how to address perfectionism in parenting and seeding control. I mean, I don't think social media particularly helped perfectionism in parenting with the crisp white sheets and smiley faces and everyone looking, you know, nice and neat and happy. I think it added this whole other. If you know a perfect parent or a perfect, yeah, please, I'd love to be introduced to them. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it though, isn't it? I think it's up to all of us to address it because mm. unless we all address it, you always feel like you're, you're the only one that's not perfect, surely. So yeah, absolutely. I've never met a completely perfect <laughs> parent. There's no such thing. And I think it's up to all of us to to address it and and just be real about the situation and if things you know you're talking about social media and the kind of crisp white sheets and, and all that kind of thing if you're following things that that are making you feel like that don't follow them take That's positive the... action yeah. to support your yourself in that definitely um someone said i feel like i'm grieving my pre-motherhood life how can i come to peace with this Tania, how old were you when you had your first? Oh, I'm not going to tell you that. I was, a, I was young. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like you said, you were a child having a child. So, yeah. you know, you must... Do, do you feel like you grieved that period that you didn't have? I mean, I'm grieving it now. I'm just like, I didn't, I didn't have it. I wish I... What was that experience? I speak to other people and they talk about, oh, no, when they were 20s and they were doing this, I was like, that was not my experience. Um, <laughs> you just got to be present, haven't you, I think? Yeah. When you have kids, you just just cup half full. I, d I don't know what the advice is. I leave that to the expert on Emma. I don't know what. <laughs> I, you know, I th I think everyone goes through that feeling at some point. You know, in the transition through motherhood, it's a natural thing to feel like that. So I guess that's part of it. Just know that everyone feels like that at some point, and it, it's natural to do that. Becoming a parent and going through that is a transition period. So you will have a period of probably feeling like that. But there's nothing wrong or unnatural to feel like that and to miss old aspects of your life. But, you know, that will change as life goes on, I, I think. I miss my body. That's one thing I was like, oh, damn. <laughs> but again, that's an age thing as well, though, isn't it? Because we're getting older, our bodies are changing. So I feel like everything in life, everything happens and it has to change you because if you don't change in some way through these massive moments, then you're a bit of a plonker is my thing that I always say. Yeah. Like, how do you go through births and deaths and marriages and divorces and all these things in life and not be altered? 
they, you, you, we carry everything with us. Well, that's the thing, right? So in, in Western society, is this a thing, attainable beauty is to look young and it's always like to look young, to look young, da da da, da. And in other cultures, it's like, I've got time for anybody who's young. You haven't lived. Like your wrinkles, <laughs> your, 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 your breasts that are hanging down to your knees, you know? <laughs> Uh, the, the, your, your trademarks, your warrior marks, those are the things are, of beauty. You have a bit of weight on your eyes, beautiful now. You know, those are the things that are celebrated and wisdom is celebrated. And, mm. that, and wisdom has a certain look attached to it. And it is not unattainable adolescent so beauty. True. It's not that. And so we need to change our whole, our whole thinking. Absolutely. Finally, someone sent in a little note, which I just want to give this person a hug. They said, why am I not a natural at this? Oh, I, I feel like probably so many of us have experienced that at some point. Why am I failing in this moment? Why is this not coming naturally? You know, what, why is it not just in me? And I think I might be speaking out of turn, but I feel like that is something that everyone feels at some point. And what does, what does being a natural mean? It's that perfectionism yeah. again, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I would absolutely agree that I'm sure that everyone has felt like that at, at some point. And one of the really beautiful things that we see with the, the campaign we do around supporting new parents with their babies is actually how much the little things that parents are doing every day are having a really great and beneficial impact for their babies without them even realising it. You know, the, the little games of peekaboo that they're playing are building neural connections within their baby's brain. You know, that smile and that little back and forth interaction that they're having with their child when they're just, they're just doing it and not even thinking about it is helping uh, their baby and their bond. So I think a lot of the time parents are doing a lot of stuff and they don't even realise um, how much they're doing, even on days when they feel like, oh, I haven't done enough today, you know, I haven't, I haven't played that game or I haven't got this educational toy. It doesn't matter because, you know, as a parent, you are your child's favourite plaything and really little things are, are helping them every day. So, um, oh, yeah, I would resonate with wanting, wanting to give that person a hug and just reassure them that I bet they're doing a lot more than they think they are. And, and yeah. also at different stages. So I felt like when they were really young, I wasn't actually at it. It just felt very normal to me. It didn't feel like a major strain. It didn't feel like a stress. Just when they were very young, right? This is under five. Because my sister, I have a younger sister when there's, uh, there's quite a big age gap. And so I would look after her. And then my mum was at uni actually. And she went back and, and re-educated. And I would look after my sister and all of my mum's friends and I set up a crash in our living room and it just <laughs> felt like, oh, I tie my shoe, I look after kids. It felt very organic. I grew up in this massive house, not in my massive house, my, my grandparents had a massive house. They started out in a room and they ended up buying the whole house and like every Saturday, the whole community would descend <laughs> on my grandparents' house and there was all these kids there. So it was just very normal to always have these kids around and then they hit a certain age and I was like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So to that person, there'll be some aspect or time in your child's life where the answers come naturally or there'll be a day or a moment where it comes naturally. And that's your superpower and that's okay. And all the other times, it's all right that you don't know that because it's going to be that bit that you're perfect at. I enjoy it. I'm still enjoying it. <laughs> Good. We end the podcast with you completing three sentences. The first one is, being a parent means? Being a parent means juggling, excitement, and going on a such a unique journey. Tania? 
Being a parent means feeling and understanding a depth of love that, well, I don't have words for it. It's, it's, being a parent is magical. Um, Next sentence. If I could tell you one thing, it would be. If I could tell you one thing, it would be don't worry too much. Just, just don't worry too much. That, that must be a lovely place to be when it, on reflection you can kind of go, gosh, I worried so much about this, this, this and this. And actually, in the grand scheme of things, it didn't matter. Well, not that it doesn't matter, but if you worry about it, you cloud it and you fill it with anxiety. It's still important, but worrying <sighs> doesn't help it. It's just, like, yeah. it's just not helpful to you or the child. So it's just like, okay, I'm not gonna worry about it. How do we, we could communicate and we sit down and talk and you ask the child, what is it that you want? What do you think is a good idea here? Get them involved. Yeah. So we have to worry about yeah. it, we just share it. Don't worry, share. That, that's amazing, don't worry, share. I like that. Emma, if I could tell you one thing, it would be? You've got everything you need to be the parent that you want to be. Just have confidence in yourself to, to let that happen. I love Beautiful. that. It's really good. And finally, I'm happy when? I'm at my happiest when those, my family, my bigger family and community are also happy. Beautiful. Emma? I think for me it's around connection. So I'm, I'm happy when I have that connection with my family. So it's, it's kind of linked, but it's that also that one-on-one connection with our children. So where we're able to have that real moment, you know, when you, when you have the moment, don't you? And you just think... That's going to keep me going that moment for a little bit with all the other tantrums and other stuff that's going on. <laughs> that little minute, that's, that's going to pet me up and keep me going I, again. I always say that it's, it's those moments that when, people, when you ask people, ask oh, what's it like? They're like, oh, it's amazing. Those are the moments, the fleeting moments. That's, that's what it. they're talking about. They're not talking about all the other noise that goes around no. it. It's those moments that we just kind of grab onto. Those are the ones I mean, yeah. <laughs> and they're so bloody selfish, kids. They are, they're so selfish that... <laughs> Like, I, I swear to God, when I was younger, because I suffered from depression as well as the other stuff, I was just like, because their needs are so great and you don't have a choice but to get out of bed and to, to do the things, they were always able to put a smile on my face. Yeah. Remember something they did that is, that is like, they never fail. Even if you're doing this really selfish, really self-absorbed act, because you're children, why wouldn't you? But they just make you smile. Yeah. With anything else, otherwise I would be under my covers. yeah ladies thank you so much i've I've really enjoyed talking to you both thank you thank you thank you small details are big surfaces tight corners are odd shapes flat rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. This message comes from BOF sponsor eBay. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee. And you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all. 
jewellery that makes you look like the gem, or sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. eBay gets it. So look for the blue check mark next to that thing you love and be confident that every inch, stitch, sole and logo is checked by experts. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms.